This is a fuse box. 105. Nose police. And you are sniffing up the wrong aardvark. <laughs> if you say so, my well-intentioned friend. <laughs> but in my world, this is fuse box number 105. Noise police. And oh, crap. I'm your... <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Noise police. My bad. My bad. I, uh, you know, I, I'm just a little... Uh, compromised? Addled? Distorted? Maybe even a, a tad bit... Say, uh, what does a stroke feel like, anyway? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah, noise police. I think... <laughs> You do seem uh, a tad bit uh, out of sorts there, my friend. And uh, judging by those bags under your eyes, my my uh, my guess is today's show is sponsored by Samsonite. See what you did there. Actually, I uh, I don't. So, uh, d- did you do anything special for All Hallows Eve, Mr. Keynes? Well, I, I was about to say I don't think I'm recovered from. Uh, Halloween festivities. Uh, you know you're not a young man anymore. <laughs> yeah, well... Oh, by all means, please do share. What new and wild chapter has been added to the Book of Canes? <laughs> <laughs> well, as I uh, recall... <laughs> the floor is yours. And uh, probably the toilet bowl, too, I'm guessing, huh? Really? That's about the clearest memory I have, actually. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Yeah, so, okay, so, so Marcy and I... Uh, Mar- Marcy, uh, your girlfriend. Right. So, Marcy and I decided to go to the Flame, and... Uh, uh, that's the uh, Gold Flame Lounge. And by the way, a, a, a thrilling uh, t-shirt design does exist in the Fuse Box store. Just saying, Gold Flame Lounge. Yeah, yeah, Gold Flame Lounge. Anyway, uh, Halloween uh, fell on Drag Queen Bingo Night. Oh, folks, uh, Drag Queen Bingo at the uh, Gold Flame has to be seen to be believed. I'm I'm not... All right, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) No shit, Sherlock. And you can imagine what it was like on Halloween, man. Oi! Anyway... I, I managed to talk Pollard into coming out with us, and uh, no small feat there, I'm sure. Oh, the guy's a recluse, bro. But uh, Marcy's got this really cute sister, and I uh, what? Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I see how it is. Jeff gets set up with Marcy's cute sister, well, right? And I you get... never answer your damn phone, bro. Plus, if you go out. You just sit there like you're waiting for the warden to throw the switch. So don't get your panties in a bunch in there. I'm just... No, no, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm not much of a social butterfly. So <laughs> you're I, not I... a social anything, amigo. Seriously. <laughs> you need to loosen up once in a while. You know, try living among the living, bro. Why don't you just put down the grade Z conspiracy theory comic book stump porn once in a while and... uh... (laughs) Well, hey, don't let out all my secrets, all right? (laughs) Consider this your intervention. (laughs) Noted. So, drag queen bingo at the gold flame. Well, uh, 
that's actually about all I remember. Uh, the whole night was a, a, a blur of boobs and butts and some guy wearing nothing but a diaper being led around on a leash by another guy dressed like a Catholic priest. Wow. And you're over there judging me for... <laughs> I see your point, bro. <laughs> I will not sit here and stand for that. Okay, okay. I apologize. You're right. You're right. You're definitely right. So what happened? Well, shit, bro. I, I, I can't remember. I mean... We were all just... Nine sheets to the wind? Well, well, more like 11. Too many Yoo-Hoo and vodkas? They didn't have any Yoo-Hoo. I think I started out with six or seven uh, pina coladas, and then... Uh, Manly. Well, it, it it was drag queen bingo night. Then I... Uh, well, then I remember having... Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, the video vixen was there. I forgot about that. Uh, she invented this drink she calls uh, a mail-order bride. So uh, we had a few of those. What's in a mail-order bride? It's basically a white Russian, but with steamed milk. Get it? A hot white Russian. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. A mail-order bride. Now that's fantabulous right there. Oh, yeah. They're uh... They're a tasty beverage. What about Jeff? Did he... Oh, you know Pollard. He's a high-life man. Yeah. But yeah, he partook in mail-order brides. I, I don't know, man. I, I lost track of him and pretty much everything else after that, so... Uh, so did you all wear costumes? Well, Pollard's got that Sam Elliott, Johnny Depp love child thing going on, so every day's Halloween for him. But, uh, yeah, uh, Marcy got clever for the venue Dressed up as a man dressed in drag. <laughs> a woman dressed as a man dressed as a woman. Huh. Interesting. A woman dressed as a man dressed as a drag queen, actually. But yeah. What about you? What'd you go as? Well, I was going to go as uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You know, since we're, we're built the same. But I didn't want to shave off the stash, so... Uh... I took an old suit I still had and tried to go as Brett Kavanaugh, but people thought I was Donald Trump, so... Is there a difference between the two? I mean, really. True. If you've seen one sexual predator, you've seen them all. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> that is true. Uh, but, but it sounds like everybody had a grand time. Then. Yeah, it was, uh, it was one for the books, amigo. You should have been there, man. Well, maybe next year. Yeah, right. The day you get dressed up for Halloween will be the day I... Don't! Ooh, you're feisty today. What's going on? Somebody badmouth Frank Zappa? <laughs> no. Heaven forfend! <laughs> no, not at all. No, I, I, I'm actually... I'm just in a good mood. There's a crispness in the air. The, the leaves are turning. Yeah, so is my stomach. It's sweater weather? And the one you're wearing isn't... Uh... Helping my stomach either, by the way. Now who's being feisty? It's just that I, I need to take stock, man. Revisit my priorities, you know? What? The drinking? Yeah, maybe. Oh. Well, okay. Well, you know. So, like I said, uh, Video Vixen was at the flame. Right. Well, you know, I kind of got a crush on her. Uh-huh. And Marcy's a 
switch hitter. And uh, she in the video, Vixen, really hit it off. Right? So the plan was to go back to my place and... Uh, yeah? Well, I guess I had about 10 too many. And uh, I sort of passed out on the front lawn. Yikes. Yeah. And well, it, they got started without me, if you know what I mean. And, uh, I, you know, missed it. Alrighty then. Well, it, it's not like there won't be other opportunities for you, I'm sure. Maybe. Well, what do you mean? Well, I, I haven't seen or heard from them since that night. What? Really? Well, they left me out in the yard, laying in my own vomit and urine, with my pants down around my ankles, dude. And when I came to, there was a, a note taped to my ass that read, Don't wait up. Love, Marcy and VV. Wow. Well, uh, where do you think they went? Beats me, man. Vegas, maybe? Utah? Who knows? My best guess is they went to Seaside, because I uh, vaguely remember we were all talking about a weekend at the coast, so... Uh, huh. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that's it then. So, so uh, where was Jeff during all this? Man, the last time I saw Pollard, uh, he and Maggie, uh, Marcy's sister, were dancing on the bar. Maggie was wearing Pollard's cowboy hat, and he was wearing Maggie's tiara and boa. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, looked like he was in good hands, if you know what I mean. Actually, it's been a long time, so I'm not sure I do. Hey, 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 I just remember. We met this chick that night. At least, I, I think it was a chick. No. I guess you can find out on your own, though, right? No. Anyway, she was really tall. And, uh, dude, did she have a strong grip? No. And a sultry voice, you know? Kind of husky. Like a dude, but but softer, sort of. No. I mean, it was kind of dark in there, but uh, she looked pretty cute, I guess. You know, in a, in a Gary Busey kind of way. No. What was her name again? Uh, Janine. Hell no. Thefuseboxeshow.com fun or uh, at least dangerous <laughs> well uh uh no no danger thankfully uh i actually uh, uh, hung out with eco and milo the uh, japanese pocket squirrels and uh we uh, we watched some great grade z flicks uh, actually it started at the best buy we were going through mm, their clothes. yeah what do you got there eco oh <laughs> invasion of the mutant head lice <laughs> yeah Definitely pleases a specific audience, that one, right? Yeah, I think they're missing you. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, giant robo-zombie of the living damned. 
cult classic. But, but we've seen that one a lot, though, yeah? <laughs> Ooh, how about this one? Horror Massacre of the Terror People. <laughs> yeah, part one. I think it was the best, you know? Because by the time they got to part seven with all that mutant cucumber people thing, it, yeah, it got really old, you know? <laughs> yeah, oily maniac! This is an actual film, no joke. Released in 1976 from the Shaw Brothers Studios in Hong Kong. Plantation worker Shen gets a magic formula from his uncle. Then he uses it and transforms into an oily monster, claiming revenge for his bad life. The editor's highly recommended choice. Enough said. Oh, I love this one. Some great effects for that time, too. Yeah, yeah. Croctopus versus Mechamantis. Going for the intellectual stuff, huh? Oh my god, that's the box set of the Clam Salesman Chronicles. Oh, and it's the whole 71 part trilogy, too. Oh, wow. That sounds like your kind of evening. So, uh, d- did you did you get through all seventy one parts then? Uh, no. That's a a major commitment. But uh, we you know we we made a a dent in it. I think. Well, you know, uh, our buddy Devin James is uh, back with a twisted epiphany for us. And for those not familiar with these here twisted epiphany thingies. They're spoken word pieces that get a little audio enhancement from yours truly, and uh, this one was written by our buddy Devin, and uh, it's called... The Locks. Every excuse is a lock put on your mental front door. And at first... It starts with a few. What started as one, then became two. What grew to three became four, five, and six. Soon you end up with 20, but not enough picks. See, the locks became layered, infused in their function to where now your excuses are confused at this juncture. There's so many levels, unlock one to lock another, You just want to try something new, maybe see a new color. But there's so many locks. There's locks inside locks. There's keys in deposit boxes lost in my thoughts. Now, I can't remember why I I made up that lie, that I can't just be free and give whatever a try. I've now locked myself in. I've put up my walls. My thoughts are so boxed, they've now become small. I've lost the big picture. My walls have closed in, opportunities knock. But I can't get the door open. I try to unlock them, but there's too many of them. I'm feeling held hostage, and in circles I'm running. I'm going stir crazy, I gotta get out. The walls that I put up have got to calm down. Man, I'm backed in a corner. There's nowhere to go. I just wanna be free and not be so alone. 
This place has no comfort. It's holding me back. The halls are so long, so hollow and black. The excuses I made when the odds were all stacked are now stacked up against me. So I close my eyes and I say, I wish, I wish, I wish all these walls would fall flat. And so I open my eyes, and to my surprise, my walls have come down. I can look at the sky. I can see the horizon, a world that's so vast. Man, I thought I was broken, but I broke from my cast. There's no more holding back. There's no more excuses. I now choose to no longer live in seclusion. My walls have come down. It's just me on this rock. Now when opportunities come, they don't even have to knock. You know, I gotta say, man, I, for a minute there I was feeling like I couldn't breathe. Nice job, I guess. The wall's closing in, are they, huh? Maybe. And that's kind of the idea with these things, uh, to give your mind's eye a little extra illumination. So, uh, Devin James, the, the uh, writer on this one, actually has a, a rather interesting backstory for these pieces he does. Uh, he calls it flow therapy. And uh, oftentimes he'll combine like verse, like you're hearing there, uh, with uh, audio and even animation to uh, create these little flows, as he calls them, which are really, they're, I'd say they're targeted for anyone really, but... Uh, He'd really like to get this material into schools and the like, and uh, he's had some pretty pretty good results from the opportunities he's had performing these things uh, in a classroom setting. Why didn't we have stuff like this when we were in school? Because we're not worthy. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder about that. No, this would have this been kind of cool, I think. I don't know. I'd have paid attention. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, it's a very cool idea, and uh, one that I think has some great potential. So uh, our best to Devin, and, and thanks again for letting me dabble with uh, the precious words there. So uh, it's always fun to do. So, uh, friends, uh, turning now to the uh, topic and uh, hot button of this edition of the program... The uh, wonderful world of noises, as it were. I uh, I have selected some, I hope, uh, fascinating and uh, maybe even a little creepy on the side, if you know what I mean, sounds from uh, this world of ours. Or are they? I think this might be fun, really. I'm going to play a sound here. And, uh, Milt, uh, try to identify what this might be, okay? So, here's the first one. Got any guesses, Milt? Uh, Close, but no pangolin. No, this is a, a rather famous sound that was uh, captured by the Pacific Marine Environmental Laboratory using SOSIS, an underwater sound surveillance system with uh, listening stations that are scattered around the world. And in 1991, Upsweep, as they're calling it, 
an unidentified sound was recorded. Now, uh, this uh, further information here coming from PEMR themselves. The sound consists of a long train of narrow band upsweeping sounds of several seconds duration each. The source location is difficult to identify, but it's in the Pacific, around the halfway point between Australia and South America. Upsweep changes with the seasons, becoming loudest in spring and autumn, though it isn't clear why. The leading theory is that it's related to volcanic activity. How about them apples, huh? It's a hell choir. Yeah, yeah. And, and speaking of the unearthly, here's another. This one's a real winner in that category, but uh, not necessarily because of the sound. Uh, more, on, more on that in a bit. Check it out. Yeah, huh? This one is really unique. So, so, uh, so get this. In 1997, this uh, extremely powerful low-frequency, quote, event was uh, recorded by several listening stations uh, thousands of miles apart. And uh, they've, uh, they've labeled this one Bloop. It was traced to somewhere west of the southern tip of South America, The sound evidently only lasted about a minute and then um, was heard repeatedly over the summer of 1997, but not since. And uh, this uh, following info here from the researcher's documentation now, bloop is generally believed to be the sound of a massive ice quake, but scientists haven't totally ruled out the possibility that the sound originated from something organic. The most fanciful of all theories stems from the fact that Bloop's location is somewhat close to the author H.P. Lovecraft's fictional sunken city, where the creature, known as Cthulhu, lies dead but dreaming. Cthulhu can best be described as part man, dragon, and octopus, which seems as likely a source as any for the ocean's greatest Oral anomaly, they say. Oh, great. Now we got some octopus-headed dragon thing snoozing out in the ocean just waiting to rise up and eat the hell out of everything. Might well be, man. Makes as much sense as the current administration, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking an elder god might be just what we need to kick things into shape. Tentacles notwithstanding. And uh, that brings us uh, to a more contemporary sound phenomenon, uh, one that I can actually say, friends, I have heard, or at least a version of it. Check this out. This example came from a live baseball game where the effect uh, was going on, and it was so dramatic, it was even noticed by the, uh, the commentators. Check it out. The first inning. That's a haunting sound. If we've ever heard one. One ball, no strikes. And the bunt is foul. The count is one and one. Now what could that possibly be? Somebody shut the door. It sounds supernatural. Yeah, it does sound like someone left the door open. 
window or something. It does indeed, doesn't it? Yeah. But here's here's a creepy sidebar to this sound. This was recorded on August 23rd, uh, 2011, just before an earthquake shook many parts of the East Coast of the uh, U.S. <laughs> also, it's very interesting to note that the game featured uh, that we heard there, that was the Tampa Bay Rays from, that's right, Florida, folks. Really? Well, I tell you, the uh, permutations of this type of sound have, have really become quite numerous recently, too. As I say, I've, I've heard these things. It's like an, an extended rumbling sound that goes, it, it, well, it almost sounds like a, a rocket engine or a, uh, some enormous turbine going on. But unlike a jet or a rocket, the sound just cuts off. It just stops like somebody razor-bladed a piece of tape. There are, of course, also those uh, weird, metallic, some have said uh, horn-like sounds heard around the world. But friends, I have on pretty good authority that many, if not all of those, were part of a very clever and uh, elaborate hoax. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, some are saying it's the, the trumpets of the end times or whatever. Well, if it is, it's no Shorty Rogers playing. So, uh, now, let's turn uh, to uh, some lighter fare, shall we? Mr. Keynes? Yes, sir? I would uh, like you to try to identify these wondrous creatures as we sample a cue from each. All righty. Here's subject one. Would you come in and sign in, please? That's uh, either you doing your weird vocal warm-ups before the show, or it's the uh, Japanese pocket squirrels after a peanut butter bender. <laughs> Would you believe, Mr. Keynes, that is the sound of two rhinos. Holy carp. Don't let that get out, man. Gonna fucking ruin their rip. Ain't it amazing? If I hadn't seen it, I would never have believed it. Seriously. All right, this one is a wee easier, I think, as uh, there have been lots of viral videos circulating about uh, this thing. But uh, here you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's easy. It's a, it's a baby getting a bath, except... It's you, which means it's probably a baby Turkish aqua gopher getting a bath. Very creative, Mr. Keynes. No, it's uh, it's actually a porcupine eating a banana. Yeah, I was going to say that. Okay. All right. How about this one? That's the sound of you trying to start that Cambodian import of yours. Buy American, amigo. Close! Actually, very close. No, it's, uh, it's an armadillo that is uh, screaming mad as he's just been picked up suddenly and, uh, and was quickly placed down, so no armadillos were harmed in the making of that clip. Just saying. 
And at last, but certainly at the end, is this illusion-crushing sound. stomach after too many pina coladas and mail order brides and taco bell ah uh, this one it gives me great delight to tell you that this is the sound of two arguing koala bears oh say it ain't so yes it is in fact those cute slow moving little fuzzy bears Sound like some unearthly demonic creature that would tear your face clean off. That is some angry shit right there. Oh, you should have seen them, man. It started really, you know, kind of slow and uneventful. And then one of the little guys, you know, he reaches up slowly and grabs the other's butt. (laughs) And then all holy hell broke out. As it will, you know, when that happens. So uh, it was indeed Koala Holocaust in the making there. (laughs) Wasn't that one of the movies on your best of list? (laughs) (laughs) Should be, huh? Should be. Well, with that uh, koala butt-grabbing flourish, we'll call it a show and uh, pedal our noise elsewhere, but not before thanking our Breath of Fresh Noise contributors, Devin James and Sabra May for their sterling efforts on this edition of Fusebox. Yes, and but also, thanks to the Prince of Potentiometers, or should I say, the Prince of Porcelain, (laughs) Milk Canes, for technical assistance and such. My pleasure as always. Uh, We'd also like to suggest that uh, you take a moment and uh, visit that there Fusebox store as you exit the building which can be found at thefuseboxshow.com. And just click in the little shopping tab or from our Facebook page or even in the show notes in this very episode. Maybe even pick up one of those uh, grand, aforementioned Gold Flame Lounge emblazoned T-shirts or mugs or any number of possible items as uh, most of the logos and designs, they're uh, available on just about any damn thing you want in that store. And if you don't see it, let us know and we'll arrange to have it created on the spot. Cause we're those kind of folks. So I have been your noise canceling host, Mark Rose saying, until our next cartoon. I was here, right?